Um, did you watch the conservative leadership debate last night? Three out of the five candidates in the running attended. Um, I don't know how much interest there was, and I don't know how much we gleaned from it, but let's find out. Let's dig into a bit. We're going to chat with Chris Chapin now, who's a veteran of conservative leadership races and a managing principal of the Upstream Strategy Group. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time, sir. Always a pleasure, Shay. Yeah, so, I mean, the, there's a, a lot of discussion and a lot of fuss. I mean, of course, two of the, almost half of the leadership uh, contingent didn't show up for the debate last night. Do you think it was necessary? I mean, a, a debate never hurts, I guess, right? I thought it was, frankly, completely unnecessary, Shay. I, I think uh, the rationale for both Polyev and, and Leslie Lewis to skip it, I think, was well justified. This wasn't part of the original plan of the campaign, and, and it, you know, I don't know if you recall, but frankly, the, the debate felt like the equivalent of the uh, the 2016 Republican primary had the, they had so many contenders yeah, yeah. Uh, seeking that nomination that they had they split it into two. But it was there was the debate with Trump in it, and then the consolation debate. Yeah. It felt like the consolation debate uh, last night. I think you're right. I think it's widely suspected that Pierre Polyev is the leader. Also, uh, the, the the format here, uh, Jean Charest was caught on the mic saying, well, this is this is strange. I've never seen anything like this before. It was different. I mean, the Conservatives are trying really, really hard to reinvent the debate format, and I don't think it's worked out for them. <laughs> not, a, not at all, unfortunately. I, I thought, you know, I didn't think it could get weirder or stranger than the the debate with the, the paddles going up in yeah, and the trombones uh, and, and, the, and the trombone, but I think they managed <laughs> to find a way. It looked like a, an episode of in between two ferns last night, uh, or then sitting around a, a kitchen table having a discussion. So I, I don't know what the party was thinking. It looked like they scrambled to organize this. It felt like they scrambled to organize this, and ultimately that's what the product turned out to, to be. Did anything meaningful come out of it? I mean, they did actually talk about some issues. I, I don't think anything meaningful came out of it because I don't think anybody was paying attention. I, yeah. I mean, the, the entire narrative, the entire discussion about this debate was was about the fact that uh, Pierre and Leslie skipped it uh, and, and the $50,000 fines that their campaigns were willing to, to eat. So, I, I mean, unfortunately, I, I think the party made it more of a spectacle about who wasn't there than, than the actual topics that were discussed. And, uh, you know, and when you actually scrape together a, a debate like this, it, it wasn't any surprise that I think at one point their Facebook Live peaked at like 300 viewers really? uh, on, online. Yeah, and I mean, you, you contrast that to, to Polyev, uh, I, I think, well-planned and well-executed a, a rally at the exact same time. I, his Facebook Live had a couple thousand people tuning in. So I, I think that really spoke volumes to just the energy of, of the respective campaigns in this race. And and I, I think we're about to see a, a pretty uh, a pretty resounding win for, for Polyev uh, once all the ballots are cast. Yeah, it certainly does look that way, I mean, based on all the indicators that we've seen. So with him deciding to not go yesterday and sort of being really scornful about why he's not going, um, what, what's the thinking there? Is it just, hey, I'm in a position where it, it can't benefit me in any way? It could possibly hurt me, so why would I even mess around with this? I think it's exactly that, Shay. I, I think uh, there's a lot of very smart people around the, the Polyev uh, campaign that, that understand that debates can do as much harm, if not more harm, than they can do good. Uh, I think back to uh, Stefan Dion was, you know, it was a, a leader's debate that the, the clip from, you know, do you think it's easy to make priorities came from. That was a, that was an extra leadership, or that was during a leadership debate, uh, and the Conservatives used that and, and absolutely destroyed him in the pack ad. So, uh, I, I think we, we knew what was going to happen if Sheree and Polyev teed off again. It was going to be very mean. It was going to be very angry between the two camps. Uh, and if I'm Polyev and it's only cost me $50,000 to skip it and avoid that potential scrutiny and, frankly, just the attack that Sheree was going to level and, and, and maybe others were going to level against them and provide uh, fodder for, for the Liberals in the next election campaign, I, I think it's probably justified skipping it. 
Yeah, and Chris, when I was talking about this yesterday, and I was listening, I asked listeners if they cared if they were going to be involved, and a lot of them said, uh, a bunch of them actually texted in and said, you know what, I voted two weeks ago. I don't understand why they're doing this. I've already cast my ballot, for God's sake. So, I mean, the timing of this whole thing is, it makes no sense either. Well, and I think that was exactly the justification that uh, Pierre Polyev's camp put out. I think it was a statement from, whether it was either from Jenny Byrne yeah. or no Jenny Byrne from his campaign had put out was saying, we're in the middle of getting out the vote. And it, same goes with myself. You know, I, I just voted yesterday. I finally photocopied my license and sent in my ballot. But I, I don't understand the purpose. The, the debates are, have always kind of been structured before the membership cut off. So, so prospective members can get an idea of what's on, on, the, on the ballot, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. But the, just the way it was organized, I know the, the party said they sent out a survey to, to party members who resoundingly said that they wanted this debate. I don't, I don't recall, I'm a party member, I don't recall ever seeing that, that membership survey, although admittedly I ignore all care, but the, the spam emails the party sends out. But uh, I don't know anybody that was resoundingly calling for another debate other than the, frankly, the three camps that were sitting around that uh, kitchen table last night. The one thing that people seem to be talking about the morning after, and uh, it's not even really debate-related, it did come up in the debate, and that's Jean Charest's future, whether he's going to stick around, what his plans are if he doesn't win the leadership. He's been completely noncommittal, which, by all accounts, I mean, that's a no, right? I mean, if he's going to stick around, he would say, yeah, I'm going to stick around. He'd be full-throated and saying that's the plan. By not answering, isn't he saying, no, I'm not going to stick around? It certainly, it certainly feels that way, Shay. I, I think uh, I think he's been pretty clear without saying it. Uh, everybody yeah. knows, and I, I don't think he realizes that that's hurting him. You know, I think uh, to his credit, uh, Patrick Brown had already laid the seeds for his exit before the party disqualified him. He was quite upfront that that I wouldn't run for uh, a party led by Pierre Polyev. Uh, I, I just don't understand why Charest doesn't use the same language. He clearly has no interest in, in running again uh, for the party. And uh, I, I, frankly, I think that's probably the case, just about depending on anybody who wins this race, if it wasn't him. Um, I, I think, and, and party members uh, can smell that from a mile away. And I, I think the, the evasion from answering the question and being upfront and just saying, yes, no, I, I have a plan on leaving this party, but I don't plan on running under Pierre Paul. I don't understand the complication here. So the question is, we're about a month away from this all being wrapped up, September 10th. Um, when we take a look at the concerns that a lot of people had, including Sheree and HSN talking about, you know what, we're tearing ourselves apart throughout this campaign. The division is only getting deeper, and then we're going to have to pivot and be united to head into the election. What do you think the shape is? There was a lot of talk about unity around that table last night, making sure everybody is united. Where do you think the party stands as we head into the final days here? Has damage been done? I, there's always damage done in the leadership race. Uh, there's always animosity. I, I always found that it's, it's very much at the, the staff level. Uh, I, you know, it, it gets bitter. Each side, each camp's worked hard, wants to win. Uh, they say nasty things throughout, and they they hold grudges against each other. Uh, many hold them for years and years. But I don't think there's the amount of uh, lack or the lack of unity that some of these campaigns are, are talking about. I, I think you look at the, we're, you know, the. I think Pierre Polyev has a majority of caucus endorsing him. He is not going to have a tough time leading a, a caucus if he's elected leader. Uh, I think the, the endorsement by Harper was a, a pretty big symbol of, of unity within the party that, uh, you know, somebody who most Conservative Party members still very much respect uh, endorsing Pierre, I think really was the, the cherry on top of his, uh, his Sunday that's been a very well-executed campaign. So I, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a, a lack of unity after September 10th. I think the bigger problem might be, like I said, uh, bringing some of the, the folks who went and ran some of these different campaigns yeah. back into the tent. 
But otherwise, I think the, the conservative party, you just look at the fundraising numbers that were, were released uh, earlier this week. And I mean, I think uh, not notwithstanding just Polyev's numbers, but the party as a whole uh, outpacing the Liberals, I think almost by two to one dollars uh, fundraise that this party is ready to, to go fight the next election, whenever that may be. Uh, and I think they're well positioned to, uh, to present the United Front. Chris, thank you so much for your insight, as always. Appreciate you joining us today.